You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Black Panther and a bunch of other movies. Who cares? We're talking about Black Panther. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Welcome back, Jeff. Dude, I have missed you. <laughs> you were so ill last I've week. I've missed everybody. So ill. Yeah. Uh, How many boxes of tissues did you end up going through? Uh, it was like 50. And what I, about for your I cold? I should be a Kleenex. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Good Thank one. You. Thank you. Um, I am Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com, yep. at the Insider on Twitter and Instagram, and you're watching Meet the Movie Press with me as always. I'm a big fan of your work, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's a good website. Uh, yeah, Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, Showbiz Simon. Um, if you can get past my block, I had to block my profile this week. Wait, um, what happened, Simon? Tell well, the folks at home. Uh, I got a couple of death threats uh, this week, which is quite average, funny. Average week, just for an you, average right? week. I had a couple at the beginning, and then I had a couple later in the week as well, which is always nice. You involved the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I did. I didn't spent you? a lot of time with the FBI this week. Do they give a shit because you're they, British? They genuinely do. <laughs> um, you're not even an American. <laughs> I am not, um, although I am legally here um, uh, with the visas and everything. Yeah. So uh, yes, I spent quite a lot of time with the lovely Federal Bureau of Investigations this week, reporting over 200 people. So they stick a bodyguard on you? Uh, no, no. But they have taken it very. Seriously, which is wonderful. I'll so, be your bodyguard, homie. I'm sure more threats will come, but that's lovely. So, yes, yeah, so very good. Uh, and you can also see my work everywhere. But let's talk about Black Panther. Dude, Black Panther. Mm. It's out today. It came out last night. It A few did people like, have seen it. It did like $25 million last night. Yeah. Which is more than like it's insane. all the Sundance movies combined should we will go, this year. We're talking about numbers, should we go through maths? On this. Yes, why don't you why don't you do let's your do, thing? Let's do the numbers. Get it right out of the way. Okay, so it's it's twenty five point two million last night in previews domestically, which is to put that in kind of a context with some of the other Marvel movies, and uh, that's double Deadpool, which was previously the largest debut. Um, uh, that was the that for was February. The for February. For, that right. was the first day opening. Um, it's the second biggest opening behind Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. That was twenty seven point six. So it's pretty good. It's looking like this weekend. Well, it depends on whether you're looking at three days or, or, or four days, because obviously it's President's Day on Monday. Right, and the trades have been all over the place on that one. Yeah. God knows. So you're getting estimations 165, 170, which is for the for the weekend. But also then, if you're taking it as a four day, some are saying as much as 205, which means that um, it's already going to beat Deadpool, which is amazing. Overseas, it's already taken 23.2 million dollars. The highest territory is the UK with seven point two million dollars. These figures are delightful. They're if they're off the charts for sure. Marvel and Disney, you are spending the next three days drunk. With yeah, joy. no, I imagine Disney is very happy yeah. uh, about this. Um, and and they shelled out a little bit more on this. Kevin yeah. said that they spent a little bit more on this movie than the last couple. Um, I think they said the budget was like two two hundred million. I think was the the budget for this, and it's is, certainly all up there on the screen. It I is, mean, yeah. you know, Ryan Coogler did a great job of world building of of building out the world of mm. Wakanda, uh, and this is definitely going to be seen as a game changer overseas. You know, mm. where historically there's a per- perception that uh, African American led films don't perform don't sell, as well yeah. overseas, but we're we're not seeing that. It is absolutely bucking that trend, uh, and so hopefully, you know, this leads to 
more of those types of movies getting made uh, now that the international audience is sort of, uh, you know, okay with it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what else sort of Disney and Marvel take away from from the popularity and the success. I mean, even from pre-sales and stuff alone, you know, there will be, this won't be the only lesson that is earned. There's something else that's being done right here. And as I was just saying, you can see all that money up on the screen, but sometimes that can be to the detriment of other parts of the creative process. But here, it didn't feel like that at all. I mean, you know, D- Disney is certainly, um, you know, they're, they're they're breaking some rules of their own. You know, like they put out the Black Panther soundtrack, which is yep. full of curse words. Yep. Uh, you know, that has a parental advisory sticker on it, and you do not see a lot of Disney soundtracks with that sticker. No. Uh, but they felt it was important to stand behind uh, the film and, and all the music that it is, that is in the film and that was inspired by the film. Kendrick Lamar curated it. Um, so, you know, obviously there's going to be talk of a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if work is not already underway on that. Um, yeah, I would not, think uh, that even as soon as they got a sniff that this was going to be as popular, they would have at least set those wheels in motion. I am not sure uh, whether they, ha- they have somebody working on a script or not. Would you want to see Ryan Coogler return for a sequel, or do you feel like... You know, it would be a waste of another, like, three years of his life. Like, like we want to see more from this guy. I'm kind of torn. I I think he would do an excellent job. I think it's going to be a difficult task to repeat this success uh, in quality and financial level. It's going to be such a bar that's set so high. It's going to be quite difficult to replicate that. But you know that there's potentially more chance of that if Ryan was at the helm. However... It's also the ideal opportunity, and we're always talking about diversity in the industry. There are a lot of um, African-American filmmakers who uh, are they're ready for this, and we, we need to give them a chance, male and female. And I think it would be really good that if he maybe did step aside and he turned exec producer or something, and it went to someone else to actually hold the reins, but he was kind of watching over that, that might be a really good option to still have him involved but not have him give it a whole three years. Which seems to be, you know, sort of what's going on with Creed as well. I mean, everybody sort of thought, like, you know, he did such a good job with Creed. How do you make a sequel Mm. without Ryan Coogler? Um, But obviously they are moving forward uh, with Stephen Capel at the helm on that one. And it wouldn't be the first film in a series or or, or in a universe where the people who made that first film then stuck around to to help out and to give ideas and to give him. Favreau came back for Iron Man 2, but then passed over the reins on on 3 to Shane Black. And uh, and Peyton Reed is coming back for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so Marvel does have a history of bringing back their directors. I just don't know, you know, uh, if, if Ryan wants to, you know, go in that direction. Mm. You know, like, okay, this morning somebody uh, emailed me IndieWire's story where it called him you know, the next Spielberg, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, like, does he want to sort of be put in that box of, like, well, you're you're the next, you're, you're the black Spielberg, essentially? Yeah. Um. And what does that mean? Because Spielberg wasn't obviously he's known for Jaws and and Close Encounters and all these big sort of tentpole movies, but yep. you know he was also making very adult themed films as well, With more nuance. Yeah, and, and and so like one of it just was like one of the things that is frustrating to me is you know you, you saw a lot of um that the Rotten Tomatoes talk about Ryan's three movies. And yep. I mean to come out of the gate with Fruitvale and then Creed and then Black Panther, obviously it's incredible. Um, and very few directors get to make three first film, you know, uh, their first three films like that. But the the Rotten Tomato scores, it was like I don't know, ninety four for you know Fruitvale or something like that, and ninety six for Creed, and then ninety eight mm. for Black Panther. So it's like you know he's ascending in in this mind. To me, it's the opposite. 
Yeah. For like, forgive me, but like, Fruitvale is the best movie that Ryan Coogler has done, followed by Creed, followed by Black Panther. He's actually gotten worse with each film, in my mind. Not to take anything away from him because they're very different kinds of movies. Uh, yeah, but I, like, yeah, I would, I would. What do you think about that? No, I wouldn't say that. I, I think that the difference is. I think it is. What's the best way to phrase this? I think it is easy when you're looking at a, a scale to try and equate it. When he did Fruitvale, it was very much he had all the control. It was a small project. It was it by certainly by comparison. Right, of he course. had total creative control. And it's raw. That was that. And it was raw and it was visceral and it was a very certain type of film. Creed was his first one into the studio, and so right. obviously with that, also with a property like Rocky, you they wanted to have hands on. And when you have more people involved in these processes, as right. you know, it slightly it takes it a slightly away from being something that is concentrate. And obviously, again, something bigger, Black Panther, Marvel, Disney, you are going to have even more hands in there and more things to think about. So I think that it's it's possible to equate the the more hands on a project affecting the, the kind of that visceral, raw quality and that natural feel. I think that's fair. I Do I think it, the, the films are getting worse? I don't think it's kind of like comparing tomatoes and bananas. Yes, no, I mean I completely agree. I, I don't mean to uh, the the challenges and the goals are different. The, you yeah. know, each movie has a yeah, different yeah, yeah. goal. Uh, but I'm just you know, in my opinion, Fruitvale is close to a masterpiece. I thought Fruitvale was terrific. It was my second or third favorite movie mm. that year. Uh, yeah, I mean Black Panther is there's no comparison as far as a film. Yeah. But I see, you know, I, and people are also like, well, don't, you know, how, how do you shit on things like Black Panther? I'm not shitting on it. I thought Black Panther was very good. I yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. of the better, black, black, you know, movies. Um, but yeah, like, I, I see the masterpiece word getting tossed around left and right, and it just, it's like, uh, really? Well, nah, really, well, folks? Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't consider it a masterpiece. I mean, I, I, I genuinely really loved it. It's not even my favorite Marvel movie, but I did really enjoy it. But you do get that. You get people who are super excited, and you get poster whores who are saying these things to just, you know, try and get on the posters. Um, I think I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was a really good Marvel movie. I thought it was a great, it could, if it stood on its own, it could stand alone very, very easily. You wouldn't have to see anything else in the Marvel universe. You could just enjoy that as it is. I'm just saying it's fair to criticize this movie like, it is and, and you're getting yeah. and i see people getting killed online for that you know mm-hmm. like well you know you like we're taking shots at the black community because we have a, a few nitpicks with this film yeah no, those, those those arguments don't they don't really stand up and the thing is that the these are the same people that then when you're saying that a film is good they're criticizing you for that and then when you say a film is bad they're like oh you're a fucking asshole well it's just that yeah. you either have to like you know we're so trained in, in this culture to like take these strong sides where you either love something, something can or you okay. hate something I thought it was much better than yeah. okay uh, I, it's, it's a very impressive film um, it's and, personal taste it's an, accompl- well. it's an accomplishment it's absolutely an achievement for Marvel and for, yeah, and for Ryan Coogler so. uh, but yeah I, I just people are going a little bit overboard that's all I'm saying yeah. That's all. It's a comic book movie. I gotta do. defend Fruitvale. I gotta f- defend Michael B. and that, that first collaboration with Ryan. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, it's going to do phenomenally well this weekend, and I'm really, really pleased for everybody involved. I did a, a nice piece with Andy Serkis actually, which is up at Forbes um, about uh, Black Panther, but also about his Imaginarium and stuff like that, which you might want to check out. Andy Serkis is my favorite 
Andy's male performance in, in the Andy's movie. Great. And I mean, obviously, Michael B. is great as Killmonger. And I, like, I went on Twitter late last night yeah. to see like those reactions, and there was a lot of Killmonger well, love out there. It's one of the first Marvel movies, sort of of, of of this type of thing. Say, you know, if you compare it to say like a Captain America movie or something like that, yes, where there have genuinely been more than like the top three characters that you actually kind of connect with and care about. There are so many good characters in this movie. It, it may very well be you the know. best Marvel villain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people are putting him right yeah. up there next to Heath Ledger. Uh, as as the Joker, mm. obviously not Marvel, but just in terms of comic book movie villains, and uh, it's it's damn near close. I don't know if this will get an Oscar nomination at the end of the year, but I, I don't. I, I don't think people will forget about it. You know, I was about to say I think it's too far out, but Get Out came out this time last year, and now is getting Ma- Oscar Michael B could so. absolutely be in the conversation for a supporting actor nomination next year. He, I he, wouldn't he's really really agree. good. I I agree. I thought he was very very good. The problem is that I think he just he overshadows Black Panther in. Black Panther's own movie. Yeah. And Black Panther's just generally overshadowed by just how excellent the rest of the cast is, particularly the female cast. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, anything else on Black Panther? I don't think so. I mean, like you say, I mean, I would I would very much expect a sequel, um, you know, to be announced. The question quite, is quite when? Soon. I, maybe, I mean, I, I would like to say maybe Comic-Con, but I think it's going to be before then. I, I I would say that it's probably going to be in the next few weeks. I think we'll get an announcement. Um, but yeah, I would t- I, w- I would take the the over on any box office estimates. I think that this is going yeah. to get. <coughs> it's it's we said this a couple of weeks ago, but I, um, even then it was a little bit of a stretch. But I think it's going to walk two hundred quite easily over the four day. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think I you're really right. Think I, I think there's going to be, be so many repeat viewings. I saw people getting yeah. out of screenings at you know seven o'clock or eight o'clock showings at ten and going back at like eleven. Well, Anthony, who's actually in, in the booth um, today, um, as, as usual, he actually went to see it last night, and he said he might go and see it again tonight. Now, he didn't actually love the movie. He was a, he felt a little bit disappointed by it, but he is still going to go back and do it, and I think that is going to be... It's a lot, know, there's a lot key. to take in. I mean, yeah. it's like two hours and 15 minutes. I'm looking minutes. forward to seeing it again. Yeah. Um, I would be down to check it out. You know, if yeah. one of my friends called me up this weekend and was like, hey, you want to check out Black, Black Panther? I'd be like, absolutely. And I, I want to see it with a real audience because we've obviously seen it with industry audiences, people who loved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I do want to see it with a genuine audience. Um, you know, so I probably will go this weekend, actually. Again, which is wonderful. Hats off to Marvel yeah, on that one. To, well, yeah. very well done with this. Um, now, let's, let's, let's stay on Disney because there was something okay. that I wanted to talk about last sure. week and I was out. You know, yeah. there was a. Uh, I woke up, I think it, right, it was the one day that I, that I worked last week, mm-hmm. and I went on Facebook, and I saw a group of prominent screenwriters okay. talking about how Lucasfilm has already hired a woman to write a script, a person of color to direct a movie, and mm. it just hasn't been announced. Uh, so, so, you know, I wrote an article, like, basically saying, because I trust these screenwriters who have their ears you know, open in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple of people admitting it publicly on Twitter and whatnot. And yeah, I, Cause I didn't want to name anybody on Facebook. Cause you know, that that's relatively private yep. compared to Twitter at least. Um, you know, why haven't, why, I mean, did you guys talk about this on the show last week? No, uh, we, we can't. We, yeah, we touched on it. Yeah, like why hasn't Lucasfilm announced these things? Is it because they, they don't want to commit to making the projects? Like they're not sure, you know, they're just sort of like, they've hired some people to explore some ideas, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think that could potentially be the situation, <laughs> and I think obviously with 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 sort of if if it's to do if those projects are to do with already existing franchises, and they are franchises that they're being quite protective over, they might be just a little bit careful about 
announcing that because everybody will have an opinion on it. Um, I mean, I it, it wouldn't surprise me if they are, you know, having having said that at all. I mean, it's just like you know, last week's announcement with the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. It it didn't look good. Like on paper, it it is the smart call. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff have tremendous experience creating worlds mm. with Game of Thrones. This is the biggest TV show and has been for the yep. last several years. Uh, if you have a chance to get them, you take it. So I understand yeah, why Lucasfilm did that. Your competitor will. Although we are now getting to the point where, like, well, Ryan's, you know, they just want to be in business with cool people, which I yeah. commend them for. But now Ryan's doing this trilogy. And the Game of Thrones guys are doing this. And it's just like, it doesn't look good to keep announcing these white guys. And I hate that line of thinking because, like, you know, people, like, you know, there could be any announcement these days. It's like, great, another white guy. I I fucking, it drives me crazy, that line of thinking. I I 100% agree with you on that. But also, I think it's, chances are, it's going to be more white guys being announced because there are, which is what we've discussed previously many times, there are more white guys in this industry than there are white women, people of color, etc., etc. So if if you're going to swing a cat and you're going to hit someone for a project, the chance of that person who's going to do it being a white guy, pretty high. I mean, sure, but I mean, that was my honest reaction to the announcement. Like, wow, these guys just, like, don't seem to get what's out there in the ether, Um, Mm -hmm. which is... Shocking, you know, because I, I think Kathy Kennedy is smarter than that. Um, so I think that they need to reveal some of these diverse hires, and then and then you get, you know, I saw Variety, I saw THR write one, and they seem to just list all these black like storytellers who 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 should who they think should be getting movies because they're black. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like here's THR being like, well, Shonda Rhimes is a proven storyteller. Why isn't she getting a Star Wars movie? This is an insane suggestion. It's and it's reductive. You, you shouldn't give someone a job just because of their color. It, it, it's 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 wild. Yeah. I mean, fucking it doesn't help the cause. Le, like that you're Lexi to Alexander, Lexi Alexander should should get a, a Star Wars movie. Why? Because she's a woman. Like, who wants to see Shonda Rhimes Star Wars movie? I just there were these a lot of these stories. It's like there's no critical thinking applied. Yeah. They just start na- like listing off. Black people and women. Well, we've been through this before. You know, you need to give the person... There needs to be more representation. Fact. We, we agree on that. But also, you need to... And we need to bring these people forward and give them the chances to do these jobs. Fact. But if they're ultimately not the right people for the job, then the job needs to go to the right person. But we do need to have more the, mix. The problem that. is that the, the media tries to be like studio executives, but they don't think... Like a studio executive, like yeah. Mira Nair. If you are working at Lucasfilm, you're going to hire Mira Nair. Why? It doesn't make sense. So, so some of these editorials that I was reading that last week, it just got me worked up because it's yeah. like, no, 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 I can understand that. No, I can understand that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help the diversity cause. If it doesn't, it's, if it's, it's, it is, it's reductive. It is completely reductive. I mean, I, you know, and you and I, we're both very pro. Need more women in the industry. We need, you know, a more mix Absolutely. of people of colors. Just and make sure it makes sense. Absolutely. Otherwise, it, it devalues what you're trying to do, and it doesn't move right. what it's trying to move. I, I, I don't need a Shonda Rhimes Star Wars movie. There's nothing that Shonda Rhimes has done that That's suggests that fix. she is prepared for a Star Wars movie. It's not that she couldn't handle it necessarily, but. Uh, but it's also like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to see a Martin Scorsese Ryan Reynolds comedy, right? Exactly because it would probably be shit. Or a David Ayello Joel Edgerton comedy like the one I saw yesterday. Okay, we're not talking about that. Yet. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, <laughs> that 
Yeah, we'll talk about that off off uh, off air. Um, I, I don't know if there's an embargo on, on that movie or not. But I, I, I saw two two Joel Edgerton movies yesterday. Yeah, and and so, but real quick before uh, we get into the news and whatnot. Yeah. I did want to talk about Red Sparrow. So, okay. so you had the chance to go. You didn't go last night? No, I'm going to go and see it next week instead. I couldn't make it last night. Something came up. Another death threat? No. <laughs> You're afraid to be out in public? <laughs> uh, well, I did see no, no, Red no, life Sparrow. Life has been carrying on very much as normal. I had a Joel Edgerton doubleheader yesterday, yeah. uh, and Red Sparrow was the one that delivered. Man, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely gripping. Mm-hmm. I found it spellbinding. It had me in the palm of its hand the whole time, yeah. which is a long time. It's like two and a half hours. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence had me wrapped around her little finger. Uh, she totally fucking goes for it in this movie um, in a way that very few A-list actresses could or would. Mm. Like, I was talking to uh, Kroll on the way out, and I was like, man, do you think do you think like that, that Margot Robbie's team would have put her in this if this was offered to her? Because I don't think she would have done it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there are a lot of actors who would have done it. Jennifer Lawrence really goes to some... Dark places for I'm her. Really for her art. To it. I'm really looking forward to it. it. I mean, and it's damn near Hitchcockian. I mean, that is really the word to describe Ooh. it. It's a movie for big boys uh, and girls. It is very well plotted and, and well written. Francis Lawrence, I think this elevates him mm-hmm. to a new place in his career. I absolutely highly recommend seeing it, and it's not for the squeamish. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely disappointed that I couldn't make it along last night. And I was literally just two or three weeks ago. I was thinking about. Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I, I have my pants on. Um, and it, or just thinking, like, she hasn't... She has had so much promise in her career, and occasionally she's turned out a performance in a role that is very, very good. It just, in the last sort of two, two, three years for me, I'm like, it's almost like she's kind of floated around so many films like Passengers that didn't hit the mark. And it's yeah, kind of like, Mother... I why, mean, I hated why, Mother. Yeah, and it's I hated like, it. ah, you know, she really needs but, something. So I'm really glad that this is, dude, is on the dude, mark. this I'm movie does not fuck I around. I like her. She's good. I really like her. Well, that's really cool. Um, now, just briefly going back to um, what we were talking about, about putting directors in, in charge of projects. And I, I made the, the the comment about, you know, Martin Scorsese doing a Ryan Reynolds comedy. Edward Douglas, um, who you know, we are very well of his work, uh, actually saying, Simon, no, no, no. Martin Scorsese's King of Comedy and After Hours are his best films. I want him to do more comedy. No, they're not, Ed. Uh, now, but Edward, I agree that it would be good for him to do more comedy, but the right comedy. That's the thing here. You need to have the right tool to do the right job. And, you know, I, I don't. Sometimes a great director is not the right. There are movies Brian like De Palmer Cas- and Jack. There are movies like Casino and Goodfellas and Departed that are, yeah, yeah. are actually very funny at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Scorsese. I like Scorsese's sense of humor. But there's no way I'm calling those comedies the best of his oeuvre. Come on. I, I wouldn't say they're his best films. I mean, I do love King of Comedy. But, um, you know, but yeah, I, I just, it's, it's not a case of he shouldn't do comedies. It's a case of having the right tool to do the right job. Do you know what I mean? Here, okay, here was one, okay. though, where, like, I thought, where's the diversity? Uh, this Tim Miller X-Men movie? Yeah. Tim Miller and Brian Michael Bendis teaming up on uh, 143. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Which THR says is a Kitty Pride movie. Right? Right. How do you not have a fucking female writer or director on a Kitty Pride movie? That that's inexcusable if I'm Fox. Like you messed up. I mean, I know everybody wants to be in business with Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, he's doing the Terminator movie, he's doing a billion other things for a billion other studios, but this is this is what I call a missed opportunity. 
I don't need every female superhero or whatever directed by a woman, etc. But mm. this this should have happened. Uh, yes. No, I agree that should have happened. Um, but also, you, you mentioned a number of factors there that could be a reason as to why it didn't happen. Because he does have a lot of projects on. And if you want to release a film or get it made in a certain window to get it out by a certain time, you can't wait around for Tim Miller because Tim Miller's busy. You don't have a lot of choice to then pop someone I mean, else. Brian Michael Bendis is obviously a great comic book writer, yeah. knows the X-Men in, inside and out, but... I don't know. You look at something like Sony this week hiring uh, Lindsay Beer and mm-hmm. uh, Geneva Robertson Dwart to do Silver and Black. You know why? Why could Fox have not gotten kind of gotten one of those women or another female screenwriter to work on Kitty Pride? I don't know. It's just like that's a movie that I think would benefit from a female perspective. Yep. At least either as a writer or as a director. Um, and I don't know who's who's producing that movie. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Lauren Shuler Don or not, but. Anyways, but yeah, no, I think that that's that is a valid point. But it just unfortunately sometimes we can't, you know, these the cards don't fall the right way, so it just doesn't come together. But no, you are your point is correct. Um, so let's look at some other news. Um, Cloverfield Paradox. We talked about this when you weren't here last week. Did you get you got to see it? Right. Oh, I got to. It was such a thank you so much. It was fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, if I, I see a worse <laughs> movie this year, I will be shocked. Have I it seen was a worse movie? Yeah, I have. It was absolutely yeah. inept. And Julius Ona, I mean, and this is a real loss. Like, mm. African-American director had, you know, a very promising career, it seemed like, after being hired for this. This guy belongs in director jail. This guy needs to go away for a few years until we watch the taste of our out of our mouths. Like... Taste of ass. I, I don't know how anybody hires this guy. And I'm sorry... But it wasn't he, good. He did, he delivered, he did a, a shit job. It wasn't good. Um, it wasn't the worst film I've seen this year. But I, what was worse? Uh, 1517 to Paris. Oh, really? Oh, see, dude. I didn't see it. We can talk about that later, but it's so bad. There are entire scenes. I, I did a bit of a rant about it last I week. It was a bit, there are a entire boring. scenes that are just fucking small talk. Yeah, I heard like, it was hey, just let's get gelato, one, let's one, get, it's one scene does not make a movie. It's such a shame because it's such it's such an important story, and yet it's it just doesn't it's just done badly. It, it was a huge disappointment. I wasn't expecting much anyway, and I wasn't sort of like super hyped about no, it. But no it wonder they didn't invite me. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, so yeah, uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, five million people apparently watched it in the first week. And I think it was, um, I think it was for Bright, it was 11 million people, wasn't it, in the first week? Um, so this is so, a considerable. Go on, go yeah, on. This is a considerable drop on this. Now, if 5 million people. Had about paid, to explode, so go on. Okay. Keep going. That if 5 million people had gone to the movie theater to buy this, to, to buy tickets to go and see this, that would not have been a box office hit. That would have been a big, big box office disappointment. Explode. Okay. Cloverfield, 5 million people watch. Bright, 11 million people watch. What's the difference? I don't know. A fucking year-long marketing campaign? What the fuck? How do fucking trades compare these two movies and call this a failure? I did, I for did a wonder year, if you were going to do this. For a year, we had bright fucking trailers. Yeah. Fucking, oh, You're shitting me. You're shitting me, trades. <laughs> like, what? This movie came out... Like, out of nowhere, nobody yep. even knew what the fuck the title was until they premiered at the Super Bowl. And by the way, everyone's like, oh, the Super Bowl promotion, you know, you, you, can't, you can't buy that kind of, like, promotion. What if you go take a piss? Well, what if you're going to get a soda? Then you completely have no idea the fucking movie's on Netflix. You missed that 30-second ad, you're screwed. So don't, it's like, oh my god. 
you can, this is apples and oranges. You cannot compare Cloverfield with Bright, which had a year run-up. Mm-hmm. No, you, you are right. However... This is a very successful launch for Cloverfield, and 50, 5 million people watched it, and that's just in... First of all, mm. this is Nielsen. Nielsen does not... They do not have Netflix's numbers. This is like fucking fairy dust that the trades pass along as fact. They cannot fucking measure all of Netflix, and if they do, it's only in the U.S. Think of how, like, Netflix does not give a shit about the U.S. They serve 100 fucking countries of 110 million people. So this is bullshit, okay? I hated the movie, but I will absolutely defend its performance. Five million people watching that, if you, five, what's five million times nine dollars a ticket? Forty-five million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Movie costs forty million dollars. That is a fucking win. If this movie was released in theaters, it would be a win. People are so stupid. Are you okay? Yes. Okay, good. Anything else? No. Okay, cool. I mean, I mean am I wrong? How do people no, no, no. compare these two, 11 million versus 5 million? No, you're, you are, you're, your points are all valid points. <sighs> Next. But also, part, one of the reasons they're being compared is because... They are the only two figures that they have released. So then, who is released? But, the, but right or wrong, that comparison is going to be drawn because you have previously you had one point. Now you have two points, which are on a line. The, uh, whether they're right or wrong, but you have two stats which people are going to, whether you like it or not, they are going to compare it. Your point about the campaign, hundred percent agree with it. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And also. After the Super Bowl, you know, I think obviously there was an assumption that a lot of people were going to watch it straight away. After the Super Bowl, a lot of people are still drinking, having fun. They're not going to be straight away going to watch Cloverfield Paradox. That's going to affect it. So, yeah, no, your points are absolutely right. But all all this is, is those two figures are out there. So people are, rightly or wrongly, going to draw a comparison. I know you don't like it. D- dumb people. I, are, I agree with you. Dumb people are drawing dumb comparisons. Yes. Yes, but people do do that. People do that all the time. Frustrating, folks. I know. It is Very frustrating. frustrating. Uh, but staying with Netflix, um, Ryan Murphy's deal this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Rumoured to be $300 million. Um, obviously, some people are drawing comparisons. Um, and saying, as he's doing this deal with Netflix, as he's had such a strong relationship with FX, if he's going to do this, does that spell kind of the death knell for, for you know, is this part of the end of, of, of FX and what's going to happen? Is he going to be the only one that jumps ship? Lots of talk around that. That is a really good deal, that $300 million. What you, do you think about it? You take, you take that deal for the money. It's not about yeah. the, the freedom because yep. you have the freedom already at yep. FX. Those franchises that he has at FX mm-hmm. are staying at FX. Yep. They're not going anywhere. Nope. You're still going to get American Crime Story and American mm-hmm. Horror Story, and he's still going to be involved in them. Mm-hmm. So really, what is Netflix paying for? I mean, they've already <coughs> they've already paid for Ratched yep. and for The Politician. Yep. So, like, you know, between his other commitments that are already on the air... Plus these two new shows that Netflix has already paid for outside of its deal. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know like what like what they expect one man to generate for them. I, do I think it's worth it for them? Yes. 
And I think that he could be a, a real talent magnet for them. And mm-hmm. again, if he creates even one or two new franchises for them, yep. it's worth it. But I mean, and again, Netflix is still overpaying for for talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think it's the, the right deal for Ryan Murphy. He absolutely you can't turn down a figure like that. No. He, he he had to take that deal, and Netflix was smart to offer it. Uh, but no, I don't think that this like leaves FX fucked or anything, or no. that you're going to see a mass exodus. They have a pretty deep bench over there. Yeah, and, and and again, all those hit shows that you know and love, along with new ones like Pose, mm-hmm. you know, are still going to be on FX. I mean, I think I, there are, there is nothing to suggest that FX will be. Like it, it, if if the Disney deal goes ahead and it all goes through smoothly and stuff like that, that FX will be a channel that they will like discontinue or close or stop producing original content for. And as you say, he will continue to be involved in those shows that he has created. So this isn't a closing the door, ending it, cutting ties, and moving on. That that kind of relationship, creative relationship, will still continue. They're just basically they're buying his talent and buying his ideas and his properties. Now, have you taken my advice and watched Versace? Uh, I haven't. Yet. It's, it's, it's on my, uh, literally, it's in my pile at the moment at home. I am going to watch it. I want to sit down and binge. I think this weekend might be that Yeah, weekend. I mean, it's not, you know, it's like maybe halfway through its run. I don't know how many actual episodes have aired, four or five at this point. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, you should go for I it. I love his work. I really do. I mean, creatively, I think, it, you know, there's, there's some similarity in the stuff that he does, um, in the kind of the stories that he wants to tell. Um, but I always like, I just love the aesthetic and the feel of his work. See, I, so I just don't. the fact that he's involved. I, I like I like American Crime Story, but I don't watch anything else. I don't watch American Horror Story See, or American Scream Horror Queens Story. or Glee or just uneven. But you know, um, I, but but I recognize his value. I think you'd like American Horror Story. I think you'd like that. I don't think I would. Freak Show is my one of my favorite seasons of that show. It's just amazing. It's yeah, so strong. I've seen an episode or two of that. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's fun. But yeah, no, I. I I think you're going to see more big deals like that too. Yeah. Uh, THR actually had a pretty good list. I think about it, like Dick Wolf, and I don't think Dick mm. Wolf is leaving NBC, but no. there are a few power producers like a Greg Berlanti or somebody who you yep. could absolutely see doing it. And and, and you know, uh, Netflix is also going to give Ryan Murphy the opportunity to direct feature films. Absolutely. Yeah, which would be good. Uh, Zeno Hour was just talking about Netflix. Zeno Hour is saying that um, some people just want Netflix to fail. I, I, I kind of agree and I disagree. I think there are people who always want to see something fail because that's just human nature. But Netflix will not be failing. Why would you want to see Netflix fail? I this know. is the best deal on the fucking planet yeah, right it's now. It's great. It's great. I, but What are we paying? Nine ninety nine a month? But when people are successful or things are successful, there will always be a group of people who are like, let's tear it down. That's human nature. Unfortunately, we can't stop that. But you know, yeah. But Netflix is not going to fail. Netflix and is Netflix has this has this money that it's doing these things with, and it's totally fine. We should not be worrying about Netflix, and Netflix will not be failing anytime soon. Um, so that was Ryan Murphy. Let's talk about uh, a story that you knew about and I knew about, and we were discussing this just before the show. Uh, Willy Wonka. I did not know about it. You oh, knew about it. I knew about it. Okay. I just didn't tell me. Yeah, I, that is true. I well, said there I was, are other people who know about uh, okay. this, so feel free to tell me these things. So it's now out there that Paul King um, is uh, is going to be. <laughs> are you all right? Do you yeah. need some water or something? I'm good. Okay, got a um, tickle. We're gonna, oh, uh, we are. Uh, yeah, Paul King is going to be doing. Uh, or he's certainly talking about doing the the, uh, the Willy Wonka movie uh, for Warner Brothers, which is excellent. Um, did you get to see Paddington too? You did, didn't you? 
No. You didn't? I'm watching the fucking Paddington movies. I'm sure right. they're great. I'm sure they're, they're really, delightful. They are really good movies. I think if you saw them, you let, would let like me tell to you enjoy them. My inner child died a long fucking time ago. That's sad. It is. Do you, should we go and watch it together? <laughs> Only if you'll hold my hand. No, I'll, hold, I'll give you a little I actually had a Paddington bear growing up. Uh, but no, I, I'm, come on. I'm, I'm not watching those movies. I'm not eight. But he's, it's, it's certainly, if you like, Paddington 2 at times had a very Wes Anderson feel to it. This is a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, right? Yeah, this I is believe the, it is. And so, it, so that makes it the greatest movie fun, of all time. Pretty much. It's better than Black Panther. You don't have to see any more movies after that. Um, it's not it's, Paddington 2, I love Black Panther, Panther but it is not, everything else. Yeah, at Lady Bird. Uh, but it is, uh, not the, uh, it's not the greatest film of all time, but I just certainly really love it. Uh, yeah, so Paul King is now going to be um, in charge of the Willy Wonka uh, movie. I'm, I was not... I love... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I loved the book as a kid. Um, I actually didn't mind the Tim Burton reimagining. I'm really looking forward to seeing Paul's vision of Willy Wonka. I really think it would be, from his track record, from his um, his first movie, which was not a success, to then doing Paddington and Paddington 2, I think this is could potentially be something really quite wonderful. It's a good hire for Warner it's Brothers, absolutely. Hire. I mean, from he's, everything that I've read about Paddington 2, yeah, people are loving it. He's also very popular. Paul in Hollywood. I mean, whenever I, because obviously I, I have to say he's a friend of ours, um, it's, uh, my wife and I, but um, w- whenever he comes up in conversation in Hollywood, there are so many people that love his work and do want to work with him. I mean, the amount of projects he's turned down in the past couple of years, like the second um, Mutant Ninja Turtles movie um, at Paramount, he turned that down. Touched a bullet. They wanted, yeah, they wanted him to do Wonder. He passed on Wonder. That that couldn't happen. There are so many, There is, and this is just like the, the tip of the iceberg, so many people want to work with Paul. I think this is going to be... Um, I'm really excited about this. I really am. I don't know that we need another Willy Wonka movie. That's the problem. No, I agree. But I give, guess it depends on give casting. Give me a Willy Wonka over a Robin Hood or a <laughs> yes, you know, I'll give or you a that. Peter Pan. I'll give you that. Who who would you cast? I don't. I honestly it's so casting dependent, especially since this isn't yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is Willy Wonka. He's going to be focused more than the kids. I think. Mm. I don't. I, do you know what? I don't. I haven't thought about that. The talk for for a long time, and this is Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it was yeah. Gosling. Yeah, I don't see that. At I all. don't see that. I don't see that. Just in the look or the feel or or anything. I mean, he'd be a name higher, but you know, I'm wondering how long until we go. It's going to be the Rock. No, it's not going to be the Rock. Um, I would be oh. t- speaking of the Rock, though. Yeah. I'd be totally fine with his Jumanji co-star Jack Black. Ooh. Could you see him as Willy Wonka? No. Mm, do you know what? No, I don't think I could. He's not, it's not a ridiculous suggestion, but I don't think I... Ah, people in the chat are saying, Cumberbatch. Uh, Zeno actually just said, uh, The Rock. Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, could Cumberbatch be Cumberbatch is, is not bad. Yeah. I mean, but isn't that like... You David know, Chappelle or, David. or Cat Williams. <laughs> no, Zayas. I like how they call him David. (laughs) David That is David Chappelle. Chappelle. Uh, Yeah, no, that is. I don't think. What about a female Willy Wonka? Why does Willy Wonka have to be inherently male? Uh, Oh, you're going to anger some people. Um, The Rock as the Umpa Lumpas and Hart as Wonka. That'd be quite funny. Kevin Hart as the Umpa Lumpas would be great. (laughs) That'd be so good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. If you work in a chocolate factory, you shouldn't be skinny. Good point, Ed Douglas. Get a get a fatty. Yeah, see, there get you. a fatty. Uh, but Jack yeah, no, Black, I, I'm th- just saying he's the best thing about Jumanji, right? I'm going to have a think about that, and we can talk about that on the show um, again because I I don't know, but I'm really interested. And to that, see. I don't know how big Jack Black's role in Goosebumps Two is going to be. Yeah, 
if he's even in it. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with up that. For that. I, think I mean, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, how do you do Goosebumps do without him? Mm. But uh, I don't know. They'll be front and center like he was in the first film. Tom Hiddleston, David Tennant. People are saying. David fucking Tennant. Zayas is saying Christ. Willem Dafoe. I don't know Willem Dafoe. For start, he's a short man. He, he could be the Danny Joker. is Wonka. No, Danny is already being Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, for Universal, he's just right. started filming that. Yeah. I have some interesting stories about that as well, but I won't tell you now. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is Wonka. Oh my god, bring him out of retirement! Can you? That would be so good. <laughs> I would. Act, that's. I mean, it's not going to happen, but it's quite funny. Yeah, Matt Smith is Wonka. I think people are just naming Jesus Doctor Who people Christ. now. Simon for Wonka. Yeah, I don't know. That would be good, wouldn't it? Let's talk about some other director. Dick Jokes and Chocolate. You I, see, Call of Duty got a director. I did. Uh, I have so little interest in that movie. No, yeah, I, I don't. I've never played Call of Duty. I don't know what the world like. What duty. the world of Call of Duty is? Duty. Yes, duty. Nice. Uh, apparently, the producers at, at Activision see this as a potential rival to the Marvel and DC universes. Right. Okay. Good luck with that line yeah, of thinking. Lovely. That always works out for you. Very happy for them. Um, I will say that the hire is is good. Mm. Sicario to uh, Soldado director Stefano Solima. Uh, I think that Sicario 2 looks fucking awesome. I think it looks badass. Uh, it, it's clear that they have upped the action, um, having lost that main character played by Emily Blunt. Uh, so it seems like a real nice get for Activision. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I haven't really seen Sicario 2 yet, so I can't say whether it's good or bad. I mean, I'm still, but, I'm just uh, still he not... he seems like the right fit for it. I just... Hollywood's love affair with these game, game adaptations. I still... My head is not completely around that. I mean, it seems like something they they consistently... They're running out of IP, dude. They, they need to do Call of Duty. They got to do Halo. They're going to do all that shit. Gears of War. But, I mean, they can... They, they have an audience, but it just... They're not... There's yet to be one that's... <laughs> been really good and actually made a lot of money. I mean, I know the Tomb Raider movies were successful, and it'd be very interesting well, to see what happens I, with I, this one. I'm very, but, very curious how it's going to perform. I don't... Audience it is looks fantastic, but... You know, it's crazy, but Hollywood still has this fascination with adapting games. It's really weird, but, I, you know, that's their call. Um, okay, other sequel news. A Den of Thieves sequel is happening. Now, I did not like Den of Thieves. I was not a massive fan of that. I thought it was overlong, and I thought it was just could have been so much better but the world that it created and i actually kind of liked as you know it's kind of i think gerard butler's um character actually could be quite good um i am I'm, I'm okay with there being a sequel to that i'll be quite interested in seeing that i think it you hated the movie but you wanted to see the I, sequel. Didn't, I didn't hate the movie i didn't love the movie i thought it was very adequate um but too long um but I, I would be interested. It set up a world quite interesting. So I would be interested to see what they do with the sequel. Just make it like 40, 50 minutes shorter. Yeah, it's that two hours and 20 minutes. Thieves for me. So I'll, I'll be honest. While, when I was sick, I was definitely looking to pirate Den of Thieves. Okay. Uh, I was looking for bootlegs online. There was I did find one, but it was shot in handheld camera. I'm not, well, I don't watch that shit. Come yeah. on. Like, like I, I need at least a standard def copy. Uh, I, I don't watch handheld shot movies with a fucking camcorder. What is this, right. 1998? Um, so I am actually, I want to see Den of Thieves. It's the kind of bad movie that I like to see. It's in dollar theaters or whatever. Well, effectively dollar theaters. Yeah, I mean, I obviously couldn't have gone to the movies when you know when I was sick last week. But um, I, I'm definitely curious. Am I surprised it, it, it's getting a sequel? Yes. 
mainly because the numbers I don't think are really there. I mean, I guess mm. it. You know, I think Ed told me uh, that it hasn't opened in like fifty markets or something. So yeah. the, the international grosses are about to spike. But as of now, it's made fifty-eight million, mm-hmm. of which you keep half of that, twenty-nine or whatever, and the movie costs way more than that. Yeah. So it, right now, as of right now, I don't know how the pre-sales and all that stuff works. It seems like it has lost money, but uh, you know, once the, all those art markets open, mm. maybe it'll be clear that it, it makes sense for STX to do it, and STX certainly could use. Yeah, you know, franchises. Yeah, and it's something that I mean, when I spoke to to Gerard um, about it, um, you know, he really likes this character, and he really did want to. He was hoping it would land so that he'd get to go back and explore the character again. And you know, it's, it is something. Even though he said like a lot of the movies that I promote, they're kind of shit, but you know, this one actually I genuinely wanted to do, and it worked. You know, it had been in the in the pipeline for a long time. Um, so I think this was kind of his original hope and intention that it would become something bigger than just one movie. Um, it is interesting, as you say, by the fact that it hasn't done particularly well um, at the box office domestically. It hasn't, it hasn't done poorly. No, but it hasn't done gangbusters, you know? It's it's kind of done a... Uh, it's done okay. Again, okay too I, well. Again, I guess... Okay, know, again, well. this, this is two almost two-and-a-half-hour movie. Like you yeah. said, if you shave it down a half an hour, that's going to bring the budget down, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The longer the movie, the more expensive it is, And that's the, that's the biggest problem. I mean, there were some problems with character, but, I mean, really, it was the fact that it was just too... They, they just over-egged this pudding. It's 100... chunks of it's it It's 140 minutes long. If you make a 95-minute movie, mm. you cut a third of the budget right there. Yeah. So no, hundred percent. I can see how it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about something else that is being um, is being redone or, or having a you know a second wind. Um, oh my, it's almost ni- it's almost ten o'clock already. Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Holy shit. Michael Fassbender is going to star in a feature length Kung Fury movie. Have you seen Kung Fury? I could get like through two minutes of this. This is like one of those hipster in jokes that that people love. Yeah. Uh, no. I was. I'm. I, what is Fassbender doing? I don't, I I don't, don't know, know what, what, is what is happening, happening to this guy's career. career. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I said it first. I owe you some Coke. Um, but yeah, for, I mean, I just when I saw that today, I was like, oh, the other day, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. What, why? Any announcement coming out of Berlin, if you're an A-list movie star, yeah. you don't want to be in that announcement. <laughs> like... So we got, you know, fucking Fassbender and date. Like, when you're looking around and your co stars are David Hasselhoff and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you might want to rethink that, that, that decision. Uh, and who knows if this sticks? I mean, I don't know. He's going to be producing the movie, which I think is, you know, maybe one reason why he signed up. But yeah, yeah. A, a real head scratcher of a decision. I don't know that a Kung Fury feature length movie. No. I don't know how that Well, we'll see if that good. happens. We'll see, and we'll see if it happens if Fassbender's right. still on board. But I was just like, oh, God. Uh, some other quick news. House Party reboot coming from LeBron James. This is actually a news story. Seems like a, a no-brainer, actually. Uh, House Party. Like, Love those know, movies. I, I like all these. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I grew up watching those movies. The yeah. kid and play movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's been a while since we've had a good House Party movie, like a yep. Project X. Yep. Um, I think a, a Black House Party movie, which is what the House Party movies were. Yep. Uh could be really successful. I think LeBron is the right producer, the, the right shepherd for that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be up for that. Yeah. I only I only quite recently actually revisited the House Party who, movies, the first two. Who would you want to cast? Hmm. <sighs> I don't... Hmm. I'd have to think about that one. There's a, there's quite a few people out there at the moment that I think would be really good. I'd like, I'd like to see... Donald Glover in like a studio comedy. 
Like he's doing all these tent poles and stuff, and mm. you know, Solo's supposed to be funny, but like, like a Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen type of like comedy comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Donald do that. There's nothing to background. suggest that this would be the case, but do you think they might do it with, like, this time, let's have women as the people doing the party? Yeah, no, that's totally possible, too. Because I if that I, was the I, case, I didn't think about that. Like they would probably straight go to the, for the likes of Tiffany Haddish and she's too, that she's kind too, of thing. She's too, too busy. She's, she's too, too big She's now. too old. What do you mean? She's too fucking she old. Was. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Forty years old, throwing a fucking house party. No. Yeah, I guess you, you're right. Um, you know who is good though? Who's that? That chick who plays uh, Alexander Ship, who plays Storm. In you know, she's like young Storm. Oh yeah. She, I saw her in Tragedy Girls when I was sick. Uh, yeah. I Zoe like Kravitz. She was good. Yeah, someone like you know Alexander Ship and Zoe Kravitz throwing house party. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also this week, um, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish um, are going to star in the Kitchen, uh, which is going to be an adaptation of the uh, of the comic book, rather a gritty comic book. Um, yeah, DC is now involved in that. Yeah, that's a DC it's movie. Interesting. I don't know a huge amount about the original graphic novel, but I'm neither do I. But quite interesting. Um, and Alex Garland. This is a story I spoke to you about very briefly earlier. Um, Alex Garland said he's interested in doing a Swamp Thing movie for DC. Obviously, Alex is doing press at the moment for um, Annihilation, uh, which is in theaters in the US and going to Netflix in the UK. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I a Swamp Thing. I would be interested in seeing a, 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 a new Swamp Thing movie. I lo- growing up, I actually really liked Swamp Thing. Where's the pass button? Because I would press it. I right know now. you're not a fan. Pass. I'm not a fan. But cu- that doesn't. Swamp thing. This is. That sounds like something my dad grew up with. Speaking of which, it's Dad's birthday today. Hey, dude, sixty-four. He's getting that senior citizen discount at the movie theater like now. Really? Pretty good. Cashing in, Big Daddy. Pretty and good. it was my brother's birthday last Friday. I wanted to. I really wanted Did to make you? it on the show to give him a shout out, but I missed it. So I happy belated to Johnny. Your, it was your birthday as well last week. It was. It was. My, I do. I was alone on my birthday. It sucked. Oh man, I was in quarantine. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I sent you a text though. You did. You're a classy gentleman. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's one thing. I would. I'd be interested in. Uh, do that. we have any extra time on the show today? Uh, yeah, you can have All right, let's just run through a bunch of quick things. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, Miss Movies is in the chat. Hi. Chris Columbus to direct Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, for Blumhouse. Mm. Uh, that's that's interesting to me. Yeah, I I that was not when I read that I did reread it because I that was not a name that I would have. Put Chris out Columbus there. has sort of been floating around out there yeah. in the studio system for a few years ever since Pixels didn't do so hot. Mm. Uh, I think Blum, I think you know working with a lower budget at Blumhouse and a, and a real brand like Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's mm. that could blow up. Um, I think at that. Is a, is a smart move for both of them. Uh, and uh, Alita Battle Angel got pushed yes. from summer to December. Yep. Not a great positioning. It's now like in there with the big boys. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to work out for it. We'll I, see. Talking of that, I was actually, um, I did a piece with uh, with James Cameron, which is going to be in Sci-Fi Now magazine um, in the next couple of months. Um, and he was talking about that. He's uh, He's looking at it to be more than one movie. Um, that's the idea, is the fact that if this does well, it'll be more than... It'll be the start of a franchise. So we'll see what happens. I'm interested in that film, but I, it's interesting to move it there. Yeah, I don't, I can't, it's doesn't, tough, doesn't for, tough for me to, to me get around those, those gigantic guys. Yeah. That, that's a real choice. Uh, Stephen Chbosky, who did uh, Wonder, which was a huge hit, is yep. doing a Dr. Seuss movie. Yep. A lot of people are angling to do a Dr. Seuss movie. There's a couple of projects uh, floating around town, and everybody wants to do that, you know, sort of semi tearjerker where his his wife gets sick and it threatens his whole world and yep. 
but inspires him to do his best work. Uh, what else? Let's see. Jason Statham doing a project called The Killer's Game, which has been developing for like 20 years. Yeah. Statham. Dude, get in there as a stunt double. Um... Of course, he's going to be playing another assassin who 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 gets never plays di- like a baker. Gets died? No, <laughs> a lawyer, a, pro- what were you, a professor. What were we expecting? I'll tell you what I'd love to see him do is something where he is a kind of like he almost where it's like he does do an everyman role, but that everyman is like a hitman or something. Yeah, so he's like a dad. He's like the Mister Mom kind of thing, but on the side, he's like a kind of Mister Mom meets. I'd the, like to see him back. Kiss goodnight. In, in, like, in like he was so good in those early Guy Ritchie movies. Um, Timothy Chalamet playing Henry V in mm-hmm. The King, David Michaud's next movie. Um, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Anytime I see Henry anything, I, I zzz. Regarding Henry? Henry IV, Henry V, Henry the Who Gives a Shit. I do not care. That was about his cousin. Anything. Yeah, Henry, Henry Who Gives a Henry Shit. Henry Gives yes. a Shit. Yeah. Uh, so, a, 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 an odd choice for uh, Timothy Chalamet, whose other movie, Beautiful Boy, has been set for October yep. by Amazon. This is one that I have super high on my potential best picture list for next year. Yep. This is one where he's a meth addict and, and Steve Carell is his father. Um,. Apparently, test screening results were mixed, and, and people on awards watch are, are talking about it. Uh, I don't really put a lot of faith in, in test okay. screening results or whatever, but uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on Beautiful Boy. Uh, you see these short films that are being m- turned into movies? Larry, did you watch that this no. week? Larry and Teddy Bears are for lovers, about like a guy who like is constantly giving his girlfriend's teddy bears, but then like breaking up with them, cheating on them, whatever. Right. And so the teddy bears come back to... Get their revenge. Did not know all that. Show him that the error ever his ways. Cool. I don't know. I like the idea of that. Uh, some of these short films, man. I watched both of them. I wasn't really impressed. But some by of them are one. great as short films. Doesn't mean you need to make them a feature. They're great as short films. Exactly. Yeah. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal and Ansel Elgort doing a yes. Boston thriller called Finest Kind with Zendaya. Yep. Seems like board. an odd assortment of, of elements there. But Jake doing a Boston thriller. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, Dev Patel is going to play David Copperfield for Armando Iannucci. I did see that. Interesting. Yeah. No, I I, I like it. I'm all for, all, uh, all for more Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron was involved in setting up a spec called Hustle at Legendary, which sounds like the air up there. Have you ever seen the air up there with Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Yeah, where he like oh goes to God. Africa. Yeah, that was like this is now early nineties. Like, you know, basically a washed up scout who, who finds like a Chinese streetball player and brings him back to America. And, okay. Uh, Jim Parsons is going to play a, a drag queen in the Legend of Georgia Brilliant. something or other. Excellent. Um, He's yeah, a very I, I very funny it. guy. Whether you like Big Bang or not, I've interviewed him a few times. He's a very funny, very dry, but very funny guy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can actually see that. Yeah. And, and drag queens are obviously super hot right now. Super RuPaul hot. is like, you know, that's yeah. like the hottest show on TV. Hasn't practically. been this hot since like the nineties. Uh, Robert Pattinson joined the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Robert Eggers' next movie. Robert Eggers seems to have had like three or four different next movies following The Witch. Yeah, things you know start to move forward and then they don't. I'd heard that Pattinson that he wanted Pattinson for uh, the Nosferatu remake that he was doing. I don't know where that stands right now. Okay, The Lighthouse sounds like it could be interesting. It mm. deals with old Sea Sea World myths, and it's him and Willem Dafoe. Uh, IndieWire had an, exclu- an exclusive this week right. about the fucking Tarantino movie moving, moving forward at Sony. It's like so this movie that everybody said was going to happen, guess what folks? It's still happening. Just in case you believe some of the Twitter people who said it shouldn't happen. This is not an exclusive, okay? This is just 
a thing. <laughs> like this is thing, a, a things thing are going on as planned. No yeah. one has, no one reported otherwise. Um, do you think that Sony? News, nothing to say here. Do you I think that Sony should not move forward with the Tarantino movie after all this shit? No, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. Man, people just like you know you, you get accused of like anything these days, and they just want to strip your entire fucking career away from you. It's oh, like, yeah. it's, it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legendary and Universal. Did you talk about that last week about winning the, the, the Red Notice auction with The Rock? No, we didn't. They're gonna pay him twenty million dollars now. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Seems like he's worth I've, it. I've Seems got like two ideas. I'd love to sit around a table with The Rock and pitch him. I'll gladly. The Rock, bring us in. We will make you Seriously. an even bigger star somehow than you already are. That he would. That he would be in no way able to turn down. Uh, Get Out and Call Me by Your Name won the WGA awards. Yes, man. Okay. Uh, James Hatfield, the, the lead singer of uh, Hatfield, the, the singer of Metallica, joining yeah. the Ted Bundy movie. Have you ever seen Metallica live? You know what? Ted, first of all, Metallica is like maybe my favorite band. Like them, top three. Mm. I've never seen them live. They are amazing live. That's I've seen I've them heard. live like three or four times. Every single time, you're real. They, you like to you like hair metal. I huh? just really like Metallica. I wouldn't consider myself to be a particular a, metal fan. There's a lot of metal. I was going to say you, I just like. you, you headbanged it Definitely all off head your head. Banging. Yeah, it all fell off. That's Boom. why. Yeah, uh, he, um, I just love it. The guy who was saying who, who sang right. "Am I Evil" on Kill 'Em All is now going to be bringing down the ultimate evil, Ted Bundy. Yep. It's really uh, nice. I re- I really so I, I do like the cast of that movie. Obviously, last week I, I missed the news that Joaquin is going to be the Joker. Yes, that's something I, that we was talked about that at in, length. I've, I would knew, I've known about that for like two months. Yeah, uh, and you know the reason that he would do it obviously is because it is a designed as a standalone movie. Yeah, it would be a one-off. Yep. that is why he didn't sign on to Doctor Strange. He did not want to commit to being in seventeen different fucking movies in the MCU. Um, so I hope that that works out. I think Joaquin would be pretty fucking cool. And uh, what else? David Leach, we saw him, was the frontrunner for the Fast and Furious movie. I guess that makes sense. He seems to be the, the sort of premier action yep. director these days. Uh, th- that's for the spinoff. Sorry. Yep. That's for the Rock and Statham yep. spinoff. Uh, by the way, we have no idea what's up with the Bond 25 director. Where's that announcement? Wasn't that happening? Like, it was supposed to happen that around Thanksgiving? Happen. Yeah. Uh, one of my followers joked that it was probably going to be Denis Villeneuve, and then the producers saw Blade Runner 2049. And decided not to. Which is nominated for like four or five or six Oscars or something. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Roger Deakins finally wins for that. But yeah, I, I, you guys know I was not a fan of 2049. No. No, I mean, I, I, as a movie, I, I I thought it looked beautiful and the many things I liked about it, but yeah. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't like it as a movie. And Fangoria got resurrected this I week. I was really pleased about that. Yeah. Fangoria was a magazine that I used to read all the time as a kid, and there was, it used to do some really good writing, some really good features, and covering movies that don't usually get featured. So I'm very, very, very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, you know very what? Happy. It was just, I loved the release. I loved writing yeah. up that release. You could see the passion. They were very honest about the brand's ups and downs. Yep. There's a lot of people who paid for subscriptions that never received them. Yep. So they have a little bit of work. Uh, they have, they're going to have the work that cut out for them to restore that brand, but... I'm glad that somebody's at least going to fucking try. They're going to have a new subscriber. I'm definitely going to subscribe to them. There are only a handful of magazines that I still, physical magazines that I actually buy. And this is one that I'm, I'm going to be supporting. I'm very excited about it. I a- do love it. Anything else, Simon? Uh, let's have a, a final look at the box office for this weekend. So how it's going to pan out. We also talked about Black Panther at the top of the show. Um, the only other sort of major release this weekend um, is Early Man. But that's going to open around 6.5 million. That is not going to be busting major any release. blocks. So we're looking, I probably won't even make the top five the box office this weekend is looking at black panther one peter rabbit two um despite the berry controversy this week um did you hear about that 
People complain about this. this oh my god! Holy having, shit! Yeah. With it, with the, yes, allergies, the allergies to fucking berries. I mean. Jesus. It's, just, it's like we, we're now living in this apology culture. It's like, fuck, stop it fucking apologizing so for everything. ridiculously stupid. Own that shit. Uh, Fifty Shades is going to be number three, likely. Jumanji, four. And then 1517 to Paris, rounding out the five. So it's it's really going to be, you know, Black Panther's weekend with something like, you know, 20, sorry, 200 million. I, just, I love uh, all the art that we're getting for Black Panther. I've seen so many gorgeous posters. Stuff. Uh, Mondo are releasing a really nice poster yep, actually. today. Keep yeah. your eyes peeled for that one. And, and uh, you know, I, I will join the chorus in saying, you know, Ruth, Ruth Carter's costumes are just stunning. Yeah. I mean, she should, she should, I don't know what else comes out this year, but I'd be surprised if she did not win the Oscar. Um, and just going to the premiere and seeing, you know, uh, the, the largely African-American audience and, and how decked out they were and, and all the regalia. It was beautiful. It really yeah. uh, w- was something to be there. So thank you for Marvel for, to Marvel for that invite. A lot of my friends who actually went and saw it in, uh, in L.A., they had a lot of people um, who dressed up to go and see it. Um, I, br- I brought my Nigerian buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was delighted to be there. It yeah. was like it was it was cool uh, to, to share that moment with him. It's a really satisfying movie. I really enjoyed it. So I'm really pleased. Uh, so, yeah, everybody enjoy Black Panther. And yeah. you know what? I hate to have to fucking say this. What's that? Be safe out there. You know, there's a lot of fucking nuts out there. There's a lot of racist nuts out there. Just be aware of your surroundings in the theaters, folks. Yep. That's, you know, I hate that we're living in a world where I have to say that. But be careful. It's genuinely a concern that has been raised by a number of people. Yeah. Um, I think that'll (laughs) do it for us this week, right? Absolutely. Where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. Uh, I'm now picking my followers very carefully, so you won't all be able to do that. Uh, and you can see my work in various places, including Forbes. Uh, and uh, where can we find you, Jeff? I'm over at the tracking board, tracking-board.com. Yep. Uh, at the Insulator on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for watching the Popcorn Talk yes. Network. Rate, comment, subscribe. Tell, tell your, your folks. Tell your grandmother. Grandmothers love me. <laughs> Enjoy Black Panther weekend. You... Just met the movie press. We'll be back next week. Waiter gang. Thanks, guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.